0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: We all have something in common. When God created humanity, He gave each person a mind. But here's the question that you and I must answer, and that's this. What type of mind do you have? And there's only two types, two possibilities, and only Two possibilities you will either have the mind of the flesh and flesh in the Bible is related to sin and sin is synonymous ultimately with death or you'll have the mind of the spirit the spirit of the living God and through the mind why is the mind so important because with the mind one makes decisions you if you have the mind of the flesh you will make sinful decisions and you will make those decisions that are leading you to death now i'm not speaking about just a physical death we all die but i'm speaking about an eternal death a spiritual death whereby you will know for eternity the consequences of sin god's eternal judgment being in torment experiencing great sorrow and sadness and agony forever and ever god doesn't want that for you how can i be so sure because he provided the one his only begotten son in order that you would not experience that but you have to make the right decision you have to receive that gospel message well take out your bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter 8. The book of Romans and chapter 8. Now, in this few verses that we're going to be looking at, Paul's writing is, is very straightforward. It's not difficult to understand, but it is extremely profound, and not just profound, it is extremely significant. And here, he lays out foundational truth that you and i must respond to if we're going to know not that eternal torment but the everlasting blessings of god his goodness being not in darkness where there's sorrow and weeping and gnashing of teeth but being in the very presence of god in his kingdom knowing his blessings and taking hold of his eternal promises the differences couldn't be more drastic and it all comes down to one decision a simple decision to understand and one that you will always for eternity be glad if you make that right decision to enter into that new covenant by faith having received the grace of God meaning you accept the gospel what Messiah Yeshua that is Jesus Christ did for you When he laid down his life on passover and many people don't know he was crucified on passover why well here's the biblical truth in the same way that the children of israel were in egypt in bondage and there was nothing hear this there was nothing that they could do to change their situation they couldn't flee they couldn't do anything so that they could be in a different existence. God. God because he remembered the covenant. The covenant that the patriarchs, and I'm speaking about Avram, Yitzchak, and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They entered into that covenant by faith. Faith is foundational. And God, the scripture says in the book of Exodus, God remembered that covenant. And he raised up Moses. Now, Moses, according to the book of Deuteronomy, we are told that that there is one coming from the children of Israel. It says, from your brethren, from the the house of, of Judah, that is going to be like Moses. God is going to raise him up. I think that's a significant term, raise him up, as in the resurrection. It says, him you listen to. Him, you, here, and that term here oftentimes means obey. But here's the truth. In the flesh, if we have that fleshly mind, we can't respond. It is only when we say yes to the gospel that God causes us to become a new creation with a new mind and with the ability to make those decisions that are pleasing to God that are submissive submissive to what well you may be surprised today the answer to that question that the spirit of god he compels us to submit to something very very righteous we'll talk about more of that in a moment look with me to the book of romans and chapter 8 the book of romans chapter 8 let's begin with verse 7 here again A straightforward point. He writes, because the mind of the flesh. Now remember, the flesh. We'll see this in a moment. Is related to sin. Sin is related to death. He says here, because the mind of flesh. What is the mind of flesh? It says, enmity against God. Meaning this, when one has the mind of the flesh. And by the way. You're born with that mind of the flesh. In the natural, you are a fleshly being. And you will make these fleshly, let's say it another way, you will make these sinful decisions that lead to death. And again, I'm not speaking about dying in the natural sense. We all do that. I'm speaking about a spiritual death. Receiving God's eternal condemnation, that punishment, that torment, that agony, in the lake of fire you don't have to experience that but there's only one way not to if you just move through your life in a natural way depending upon yourself that is your flesh what happens it says here for the mind of the flesh is enmity against god and notice what else keep reading in the seventh verse for to the law of god it's not able to submit so the mind of the flesh is not able to submit to the law of god you know what that implies we're going to see that with the spirit the mind of the spirit the spirit leads us to submit to what the law of god now if you come from a a teaching background meaning that you've been taught that the law of god is irrelevant it's been done away with. It has no longer any relevance in your life. You have believed something that's not biblical. Something that's not biblical, let's give it a proper term. It's a lie. It's falsehood. The Bible is true. So when we look at this, and it's not my words, it's not an interpretation, let's just read it. It's easy to understand. He says, because the law of the Spirit, amity against God. For to the law of God, it is not able to submit, nor is it able. So it does not submit, nor is it able. Why? That mindset is in bondage. The the paradigm, the example is the children of Israel in bondage. Now, I said to you, it is not a coincidence that messiah is called the lamb of god what was used to set free the children of israel from bondage in egypt a lamb and what was important about that lamb the blood messiah when john the baptist saw him he says behold the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world and what do we know That Lamb of God, Messiah, he was was crucified on Passover. And what does the scripture emphasize? Not just that he died, but the blood of the Lamb. Now, if you again listen to some, they will not put the emphasis on the blood. They will say such things as a blood. The blood in the Bible is just a metaphor for death. That's not entirely true. Because the Lamb could die, that's not enough. You had to take the blood and deal with it properly. The fact that Messiah died upon that that tree on Passover isn't enough. You have to receive his provision, the shedding of his blood. When you receive that and appropriate it properly upon your sins, now you do that by faith. You confess, I'm a sinner, and I believe it's not only through the death, but the shedding of blood. Why? The scripture tells us this. That it's only through the shedding of blood comes the remission. That is the forgiveness, the redemption from our sins. Through what? The shedding of blood. Blood is so important. And we read in the scripture, look again at verse 7. Because the mind of the flesh amity against God. For to the law of God, it does not submit nor Is it able, and the implication is able to submit. Look now to verse 8. But the ones being in the flesh. Now, hopefully, that's not you. But if it is, you can change that situation today and have an eternal outcome. Look again at verse 8. But the ones being in the flesh. What does it say? They are not able to please God. Now here's what it comes down to and again simple truth people are going to live in one of two manners now we said people either have the mind of the flesh or the mind of the spirit now we're talking about the mind of the flesh with the mind of the flesh you will not submit to the law of god the implication is with the spirit of god you will we learned that last week how Romans 8, same chapter, verse 4. Those who walk not in the flesh, but in the spirit. What's the outcome? The result. They fulfill the righteousness of the law. Now, the law is not an instrument of salvation. Through the law, we don't become righteous, but the law nevertheless defines what is righteous. And it's only through faith in the gospel, receiving the grace of God, can you be saved and experience that forgiveness, that remission of sin that comes through the blood of Messiah? His sacrifice is all sufficient. It was his work upon that cross that is all sufficient. You receive that and you are redeemed, redeemed eternally. Nothing else has to be done. It is all sufficient. It is complete what he did upon the cross. He died, he shed his blood. This is the purpose for which God the Father sent God the Son into the world to accomplish. But if you reject that, you are not able to please God. When you live according to the flesh, you know who's the Lord of your life? You are. Now that's really a a, a lie because it's really Satan. But you think you are. You are making the decisions that you think you want to make. No, You've been deceived. You believed a lie. You are serving the enemy. That's why it says the mind of flesh is enmity with God. You become an enemy just like Satan is an enemy of God. He goes on and writes here that you are unable to please God. Look now to verse, verse 9. But you. Now who is he talking to here? Believers. He says, but you are not in the flesh, but what? In the Spirit. Now we're going to see some of the good results from being in the Spirit. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now here's kind of the litmus test. The litmus test is this if the spirit of god is in you you have been born again you are a new creation you are redeemed by god's grace you have received the gospel because the spirit of god only enters in and he will dwell within you forever there will never be a separation between you and the spirit of god now notice the difference in the old testament the spirit of god would come upon a person and anoint them for a task the spirit of God could come and he could depart this was the Old Testament reality of the Holy Spirit but in the new covenant in a new covenant relationship with God the spirit of God he will come upon us and he will never depart because we have entered into a covenant and that covenant this new covenant is eternal god promises i will never leave you nor forsake you now what could cause god to leave sin but what's this new covenant he says i will forgive you of your sin i will not remember them anymore this is god's promise to redeem us eternally so he says in verse 9 but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of god dwells in you but if someone and this means anyone but if someone he does not have the spirit of messiah now here we're talking about the spirit of god the holy spirit and we're also told that that he is the spirit of messiah look again at this verse it says but into verse 9 but if someone the spirit of messiah he does not have this one is not of him. Meaning, he is not of a new covenant relationship. He does not have a relationship with God. Verse 10. But if the Spirit is in you, then he says, this is the outcome. And we could understand this as since, since Messiah is in you, what's the outcome? The dead body on account of sin your body is dead to sin that's what it means but the spirit he is alive so when you are in messiah that's what the text says when you are in messiah then your body is dead on account of sin meaning this you don't want sin you, you don't choose sin but what are you it says here But the Spirit, and here's the outcome, is alive for what? For righteousness. This is the difference. A believer. Now, are there momentary exceptions? Yes, we all stumble. We all fail at times. But he's speaking here in a general way. Consistently, when one is of Messiah, being led by the Spirit, His body is not going to choose sin. But His body is going to be made alive, not dead to sin. But His body is going to be made alive for the purpose of righteousness. So in Messiah, we consider our body dead on account of sin. We're not interested in sin. But we are alive through the Spirit for the purpose of righteousness. Verse 11 and we see how that can be how can i choose now righteousness very simply because of a power a resurrection power look at verse 11 but since the spirit of the one who raised messiah that is yeshua from the dead dwells in you so since the spirit that raised yeshua from the dead dwells in you The one who raised Messiah from the dead, what will he do? He will give life to your mortal body. So previously, you were dead to sin. The decisions that you made were sinful decisions. But you can have a new beginning, a fresh start. That's what God desires for you. His spirit right now, if you have not received that gospel, his spirit is is touching you upon your heart you might be uncomfortable because god is saying this where you are presently is not where i want you heading to i want to see change in your life a kingdom change a salvation change a change for righteousness that your body would be dead to sin that is repulsive to you you don't want that anymore you want the righteousness of god and that resurrection power that spirit that raised messiah from the dead he will also give life it says to your mortal bodies that's the promise it says through and the implication is him what him his spirit that dwells in you all it has to do with is the spirit of living god now in you by faith you believe you have faith god as a promise he sends his spirit the spirit of his only begotten son into your life forever and therefore with that new condition you do not any longer have the mind of the flesh but the mind of the spirit look with me to to verse verse 12. He says, therefore then, brothers. Now again, brothers, it means brothers and sisters, fellow believers, those who are part of that congregation of the redeemed. Therefore then, brethren, we are, what are we? Debtors. Why? Because Messiah redeemed us. He paid the price so that we could be redeemed from sin. That we could be, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians, that we could become the purchased possession of God. So we have been redeemed with the price. What's that price? The blood of Messiah. Yes, he died, but that element, blood, is so important in the Bible. Don't neglect this. So we, notice what he says, Therefore, then, brothers, we are debtors debtors to whom he says not to the flesh according to the flesh live we we don't owe the flesh anything that we should live according to the flesh he says in verse 13 for if according to the flesh you should live you are about to die meaning this you are about to experience death real death not just speaking about death I'm no longer able to breathe. My heart has stopped beating. That's not what he's speaking about. He says, you are about to die, meaning this. You are about to receive God's judgment. What God meant when he spoke to Adam Eve in that garden of Eden, when he says, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall die, meaning this. You are heading for eternal separation. We see this because they were cast out of the garden. They no longer had intimacy, fellowship with God. That is a paradigm. In the same way that he's speaking here, that you're going to be cast out away from the kingdom of God. And what's outside? We've already mentioned it. Outside is darkness and and weeping, great sorrow, and the gnashing of teeth, meaning great, intense pain, torment, agony you choose it's just that simple and no one and i guarantee you this no one who has chosen correctly meaning has responded to the gospel ever regrets that never regrets it so he says but if verse 13 according to the flesh you should live is that's the way that you choose according to the flesh you are about to die but if by the spirit so if you choose the spirit of god by the spirit what does he say the acts of the body now the body represents that that fleshly container so he says the deeds of the body you what put to death so by the spirit the spirit of god he says the deeds of the body you put to death and what's the outcome you live, meaning this, you have life. Now, it's just that simple. You are either going to choose sin. What is sin synonymous with? Death. You are either going to choose death or you are going to choose a different future, a kingdom future, a future that teaches us that we submit to the law of god now not that we we do it in the oldness of the letter but it paul says in the previous chapter in romans chapter 7 verse 6 we do so in the newness of the spirit fulfilling the righteous intent that god gave the law the law is not bad the law is not false paul says the law is good it is holy and it is righteous I want to live in a good way meaning according to God's will I want to live righteously why once one receives the gospel his desire is righteousness in his life that's what he desires how do I know whether I'm living righteously or not I compare my behavior my deeds to what the word of God reveals specifically the commandments of god and therefore let's get to our last verse verse 14 he says for as many are of the spirit of god meaning that are led by the spirit of god now this term being led is in the passive what does that mean it's the spirit of god that leads us so as many it's a broad term as many that are being led by the spirit it says in the verse 14 these are the sons of god now here again this term son is not uh, uh, bias it is not a sexist term in the scripture we see that males and females have different roles and these terms imply different things when he says are the sons of god this is a term that's not not gender-based but here's the message. The term son has a couple different meanings, one of which means a servant. Those who are led by the Spirit, they are going to be the servants of God. But not only that, that same term son is uniquely tied to an heir, one that receives an inheritance. So those who are led by the Spirit, they are going to be the heirs of good things our future is a wonderful future and you know what I like about that it's a future for eternity I'm going to inherit the good things of God his blessings his promises and it all begins with one decision that you make that right decision to say no to what the flesh wants and motivated by the truth of Scripture utilizing your conscience you say yes to god meaning you invite messiah yeshua into your life through that gospel message and with that you become one that is led by the spirit one who is an heir of god a servant of god one who has a glorious kingdom future
0: well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others